Bob died recently, and he left a self-directed IRA worth $2 million to his three adult children. Fortunately for Bob, he never saw the huge problem that he ended up causing them, which threatens to tear his family apart today. In just a moment, I'll tell you what Bob did wrong because odds are very good you're doing exactly the same thing and you don't even know it. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode number 226. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda. All in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, Self-Directed Investor Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy self-directed investors like you, where each day we help you to find, understand, and profit from exceptional investment opportunities. Today's episode is a serious one, but first I'd like to share something with you from today's sponsor, Fund & Grow. Fund and Grow is awesome, plain and simple. Ari and Mike, the guys who run the company, are masters at helping you to acquire zero interest lines of credit of fifty dollars to $250,000 or more. And this is not theory, folks. Not theory in any way. I've seen it happen over and over and over again with your fellow listeners. So if you need some capital for that great real estate deal or your business or anything else, reach out to them right now at sdiradio.com credit. I recommend them wholeheartedly because they are excellent at what they do. Okay, folks, the serious matter at hand today is this. Let's consider Bob, who, as I mentioned to you a moment ago, recently passed away. Bob invested through his IRA, and he blew it up to being worth $2 million. That's great for sure, but Bob passed away, and now his three adult children own it, each with an equal share. Now, if Bob's portfolio was in stocks or mutual funds or any other type of highly liquid asset, there wouldn't be a problem. Each kid would, would be able to have an inherited IRA with a third of the assets of Bob's account. Any of the kids who don't want to keep the stocks or mutual funds, they could sell them. And any kid that wants to hold the assets could hold them. Easy peasy. But in Bob's case, he made his fortune through real estate investing. In fact, in Bob's case, the entire value of his account is attributable to a single piece of real estate he bought way back in the day that appreciated massively. And now Bob's three kids are going to own that piece of real estate together somehow. But how? As it turns out, kid number one wants to keep the real estate. But kids two and three want the money from selling that real estate. And Bob, for all his kindness in bequeathing this incredibly valuable account to his kids, he really did them no favors at all because all he did was to stipulate that each kid receives a third of the account. He didn't specify how those assets should be divided, nor did he use any strategies to make his real estate, which is inherently difficult to divide, any easier for his children to work with. And now Bob's kids are fighting with each other. There's a civil war going on in Bob's family. And frankly, Bob's wonderful act of generosity, coupled with his incredible lack of foresight, is clearly what caused this problem. What could Bob have done differently? Well, the most simplistic answer would be that Bob could have sold off his property and converted the account to cash before he passed on. Cash is easier to divide than real estate. But even if that had been convenient for him to do, it wasn't what he wanted to do because Bob believed that there was a whole lot of remaining upside potential to that property. Now, another option is that the kids could, and probably will, in fact, hire a lawyer to divide the property among them by reconveying a portion of the property to each one of their inherited IRAs. Now, that can and will work if they go through this legal division process, but because there's tension among the children, 
there will probably be litigation costs involved as well, and that's not what Bob wanted, and it's not what you want for your beneficiaries either. Now, another option Bob uh, could have considered is that he could have titled the real estate in an LLC or trust, and had his IRA be the owner of that LLC or the trust rather than real estate directly. That way, what the kids would be inheriting would be shares of an LLC or trust, which like cash is much easier to divide than real estate. In fact, Bob could have specified in the LLC or trust documents exactly how he wanted the real estate to be managed and distributed when he was gone to remove even more uncertainty. That would have been wise. Another option of great potential is this. There's nothing prohibiting you from explicitly dividing your account among your beneficiaries by some means other than simple percentages. For example, you could allocate asset A to kid number one, asset B to kid number two, and asset C to kid number three. Obviously, there are risks here too, but this is particularly relevant and worth considering for those of you who, like me, think that involving the family in your investing is a great way to help them learn from your experience. Bottom line, Bob failed in two big ways, not just one. The first one's obvious. He didn't clarify how his assets were be, to be divided, even though he knew that real estate is difficult to divide. The other one's less obvious. He did not prepare his children for what they were about to receive. They just had no real connection to or understanding of this wonderful asset Bob was leaving for them. In so doing, Bob's wonderful gift to them turned into something of a family curse. My friends, don't let that happen to you or to your family. It's actually quite simple to avoid this sort of fate, but since self-directed IRAs are really a, a new phenomenon, nobody's talking about this. But as your thought leader in the self-directed IRA world, I, of course, consider it my job to think the thoughts that you should think but aren't yet thinking. <laughs> and in all fairness, I learned a whole lot about this topic very recently from IRA attorney extraordinaire Mr. Tim Barry. That guy is like a mad scientist of IRAs, only he's uh, an IRA lawyer, and he's really good at it. So if today's episode stoked any concerns that you might have about leaving assets that could cause a problem for your family in the future, Tim is the guy you should reach out to. You can get his contact info on today's show notes page at sdiradio.com slash 226. Hey, that's also where you should go to comment on this episode, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. If you're investing in any real estate or any illiquid type of asset, this issue matters for you. So stop by at sdiradio.com slash 226 and tell me if you've done any estate planning within your self-directed IRA. I'd love to hear from you. My friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.